This 2023 Homestead Miami NASCAR Weekend Recap Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bet app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away an NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all of the details. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Well then... It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Still got to get used to being in hiding those ad things. If you're not watching on YouTube, as we always say every week, you're just missing. Yeah, at this point, you're missing out. Yeah, you're missing some of the better parts of my follies uh, being, I guess, I don't know, technologically challenged. You figure for as much as I've dealt with technology. For a guy that's life, been podcasting since before podcasting was a thing. I swear to God, sometimes <laughs> I will. Technologically challenged still. Yeah. I mean, there's there's times where I just forget what's going on. Uh, dangle keys in front of me, and I basically just become uh, distracted to the point where I'm like, what? What's going on? Anyways. Rod actually had like a real tape recorder back in the day, and he would just like record it and then play it back for his friends and call it a podcast and then... That's where they uh, came up with the term podcast eventually, if you didn't know. A little, little history lesson for you today. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but I do have cassette tapes back there of me back in the day uh, doing all kinds. I mean, I, I did everything from, from reciting uh, Beastie Boys lyrics to putting on full-on shows. I swear to God, I was a podcaster in the 80s and nobody knew what the hell it was. That's what I'm saying. You were way ahead of your time, my friend feel like that's always been the case but um <laughs> speaking of being way ahead of of anything man fantastic racing in oh, oh we want some bets this weekend oh yeah we should talk about that oh my god dude what a weekend rod oh yes we cashed in the truck series we cashed in the xfinity series we cashed in the cup series we cashed in f1 depending on what your book rules <laughs> on disqualifications oh it was a cash in week we made some money Yes, it was. And and not to mention just the simple fact of the matter is that this the races that we 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 talked about this weekend 
we handicapped to a freaking T. Like we had it locked. Now, granted, and and listen, I want to apologize first of all to Kyle Larson. I want to apologize to uh, any of the other outrights that I called this weekend because my shitty luck has rubbed off on you. So I apologize for that because there were so many of these bets that were cashing for me, especially. Just, just bad luck. Yeah, it was, it was not me good. too, man. Cole Custer, best car in Xfinity series. Called that out. Absolutely running away with it. Obviously, we'll get into it. Flat tire. Ugh, man. Rough. Yeah, it was, it was definitely rough. So, uh, but overall, again, a, a good solid weekend of racing. I think an entertaining weekend of racing. Why, know- why is this not the championship weekend, Rod? Can you, can you explain to me after everything we saw this weekend, how great the racing was in all three series, how close the finishes were. Why are we going to Phoenix to decide a champion? And we're not still going to Homestead, Miami, where the weather is nice. The racing is great. This should be the championship race. Like this track, it did it for years. I'm still a fan of of rotating it. But if we're going to have it in one place like Phoenix right now, why is it not in Homestead with this new package and the way shit the trucks and Xfinity, the way they race here too, like put it back on this track. And, Sure, you can say then Kyle Larson's going to win seven championships in a row, but is he Rod? Because he didn't win this weekend. So, I, I was going to say anything can happen. It's it's really any given Sunday. I mean, it really is, and that that doesn't go for just football. That goes for any sport that's played on a Sunday. Like it, it, you saw flat out, Kyle Larson, obviously, and we'll talk about it in a second. That same thing as Cole Custer, right? Best car out there, and one little slip up, one little mistake doesn't matter if it's coming from you or the field. It takes you out of it, and that's that's what we're dealing with when we deal with stuff like this. And as frustrating it is to, as a betting standpoint, have watch that money burn in front of your face. Like from an entertainment standpoint, that's what they're that's what we're there for. We're there for the. Yeah, exactly, and it was entertaining. I mean, all the races were absolutely great. Had you on the edge of your seat. You had cars that dominated that didn't win the races. You had great battles uh, and close finishes. It was it was all wonderful. Yeah, it was. Uh, and and just like Cody said, a lot of bets cashed for this one as well. So uh, a lot to recap in this. So I say we recap because uh, I, I say we just get right to the main event. Uh, but of course, before we do, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team and, of course, drive along with your favorite drivers all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go 5 for 5 and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog's, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win $10,000 each course if you followed along with most of our underdog picks except for the ross chastain yes jdk i think it was that called me out on my ross chastain still pissed about that one uh that one did not catch but we'll do it again this friday we'll load it up and give you a bunch of them as well hey and keep an eye out we may actually be giving you a little bit of a benefit here uh for signing up for underdog if you have not already so watch along make your picks and Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. 
ESPN. Speaking of that, Underdog is giving away, or NBA podcast is giving away a free hoodie if you sign up with their code. NBA's back, and to celebrate, they're giving away an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA Underdog using the promo code SGPN, and one random winner's going to get an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. Again, I say keep an eye out. Might be a little bit of something in there for you as well. A little NASCAR gambling podcast hoodie. I'm, I'm in the talks with bosses to see if we can't make that happen. Hey, if the NBA guys can do it, I mean, why can't we do it, right? Besides, I already got razzed by Moonoff. I, I put it in our in our little Slack channel. I said, can we do this for NASCAR as well? And Moonoff shot back, quit stealing all of my ideas. So I told him, quit yeah, having good his ideas. His idea was to give out an NBA podcast Uh you know, uh, NBA gambling podcast hoodie, and yours was to give out a NASCAR podcast hoodie. So it's kind of a different idea. Apples oranges, right? That that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I told him I told him to quit having good ideas. That that was basically how I. <laughs> yeah, that's another another way to do it. Frame that one. If you don't want me to steal them, quit being good. Uh, all right, Miami home or Homestead, Miami. Ah, uh, no, they did all the broadcast. They did. Or uh, was it, it was Jamie uh, Jamie, Jamie Little, Little right yeah. on the truck race? She yes. did. When she said that, I meant to text you and be like, "Oh, she said it," but uh, I did catch that. That was great. She said Miami Homestead. Obviously, probably was listening to the show all week. She was. You uh, you tricked her mind and uh, and got her to say it the other direction. Hey, when <laughs> when even the top of the top that do this all the time do that, I feel vindicated in my inability to get this name right. But Homestead Miami <laughs> happens to the best. It really does. Uh, all three series, but let's uh, let's of course as we normally do start with the Cup series because it is the freshest on our mind. Two sixty seven was the uh, intended target for laps. They hit that because they did not go into overtime. Uh, there was a lot of uh, single file, but there was also a lot of movement with that, that as well. Lots of, of strategy playing out, which I thought to me was probably the better end of this was the strategy because obviously there was different there was different plans there was Denny Hamlin staying out long there was guys that were coming in with each other you know it was it was a matter of where you wanted to be when everybody else pitted and and for Denny obviously um that kind of had its own <laughs> its own problems oh, but it was uh, it was working for him until till the mechanical failure but uh, exactly yeah it was yeah there was there was plenty of strategy throughout the race um <laughs> obviously pit strategy maybe decided the race at the end there because uh larson decided to to miss the pits and, and hit the, the barriers instead that was a strategy uh, man that just uh, again though like to go back to he was what plus 250 plus 275 this week and, and it's just another thing on and sometimes we do go chalky right and sometimes we'll give out the favorite and sometimes it's a short number on a you know a three to one on a john hernema check or something but this is why you cannot just bet the favorite each and every week because things can happen. Things can go wrong. And we said the entire week last week, we said on the betting episode, we said on the DFS episode, we probably talked about it on the underdog app. Like Kyle Larson is going to be the best car, the best driver. He's going to be the fastest. He should easily win this race. But, 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 but there's always that but there, Rod. Things can go wrong. Things went wrong. He was going to win that race. No doubt about it. As much as, even if he hadn't gained all that on Blaney there, he was going to run him down most likely. Uh, but obviously, one little mistake, boom, that's it. And luckily for him, he's already locked into the championship four. So 
doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of the championship race, not at all. Um, but momentum killer or or getting in his head, don't make a mistake, don't fuck this up. Could could come back to bite him at Phoenix in a couple weeks here. Who knows? But uh, again, that's why you you can't just always take the the chalky favorite because more times than not, it doesn't always pay off. It doesn't seem. No, it does not. But his loss, Christopher Bell's gain as Christopher Bell ends up winning that one. Now, my question, though, to you, in in the whole grand scheme of things, do you think as fast as Bell was, did he have anything for Larson? Like, would he have had anything no. for Larson? Had that had that gone green from that point? No. Uh, Larson would have. It would have been the Larson and Blaney show, and I think Blaney would have hung with him, but I think Larson would have got him. And as long as he kept it out of the fence, uh, he would have run away with it. Uh, I don't think Bell would have got him. I'm trying to remember where Bell was. I don't remember exactly how it all shook out, but I know at one point, I mean, he, he was complaining about his car. He was like 20th after stage two, I think. I mean, he was nowhere in the mix. And then late, he ended up in the lead on that restart where Blaney like missed a shift or something happened and, and took it and he starts to run off. And then that's when the 15 and John Hunter wrecked. And I'm like, no, because I thought that was the chance. Like, because then they pitted. Then he got shuffled back a little bit, and it was like, oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he would have had anything for Larson. I don't think anybody – Blaney was probably the only one that maybe had something for Larson, but I, I think Larson was already gaining on him and likely, you know, had that been a normal set of circumstances and, and worked out normally, I think Larson would have got him later on ended up beating Blaney, but uh, – all worked out in our favor, luckily. It sure did. So, uh, well, then why don't we just start going over these bets and and what we ended up uh, coming up good on and uh, what we want to forget? Yeah. So, a uh, lot, a lot in this one that I uh, ended up on on pretty good here. Uh, starting off, AJ Allmendinger, top ten finish, plus four fifty. Only regret here, I should have took a top five because uh, AJ Allmendinger, the only driver in the next gen era with two top five finishes at Homestead Miami Speedway. So there's a little, little fun fact for you. Obviously, it's only been the two races, but he has finished in the top five both times. Finished in fifth place. Again, he'd been good here in the past. He did it last year in this car. That was kind of the thought, and he was running up there at the end. Um, so shout out to him. Plus 450 cash. Austin Dillon. Oh, Rod. The roller coaster for this. So there were so many, th again, rooting for Christopher for Bell to hold on to the win, but so many other things going on. And Austin Dillon, top 10, qualifies sixth place. This is five to one. Like, all right, here we go. Running up front all fucking day long. And then the slowest pit stop I've possibly ever been in NASCAR. And it just shoots him all the way to the back, fights his way back, gets up to 11th. I had talked about it on the betting episode. He'd finished 11th here three or four times, I think. The last lap on the last corner gets Kevin Harvick, which kills our other bet. But Five to one, give me the Austin Dillon all day. So both of these cashed. AJ Allmendinger top ten plus four fifty. Austin Dillon top ten plus five hundred. What a way to start the day, Rod. And we're just getting going. And we've told you the the value in this particular race and lately has been in these top tens, top five markets, right? That this is where you're finding that value. And a five to one would have been better than if Larson would have won the race. Well, yeah, that'd have been. That'd have been twice the odds you got on Larson to win the race. And and with that, there's just there's so many things that can go wrong. And even with Dylan, something did go wrong and he still got back to it because it's only a top 10. He, he only has to beat 26 other guys. He doesn't have to beat 
every single person. He doesn't have to be the best car. So much value to be found in these top tens. And again, you got to look for them and you got to find the right price. You got to pick the right drivers at the right places, right? This is a place where Austin Dillon has just been good every time. AJ Allmendinger, it's a smaller sample size, right? I don't think he'd had a start here since 2018 other than last year, but he'd been good in the past. He was good last year. So that felt like a little bit more of a gamble, although that was the safer bet of the two. But uh, yeah, again, you, you guess why that's why we do these top tens, these top fives, because there's a lot of value in them. And even if some things go wrong, you can still hit them because it's not just you have to win the race. Does that mean AJ Allmendinger is still my favorite driver? I, I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm so confused at this point. Um, you better uh, hurry up and decide because I think he's only got two cups of his race. Probably does. Uh, all right, my first one was Hamlin on the pole. I picked the wrong JGR driver. But let's just put it that way. I put I picked the wrong one. Obviously, Truex puts his on the pole. Hamlin eleventh. That was just not even poor Danny. He was snake bitten from the get get go in this track. So a track he's been so decent on and just. Terrible day. Terrible yeah. day overall. How about Toyota, though? I mean, shit, you got Truex, Wallace, Reddick, the top three. Like, Toyota dominated it. Mm-hmm. Gibbs made it into the top ten again. Shout out to him. And we'll talk about him in a few, but another good run by Gibbs at, at another race here. So, great to see. But, yeah, you were on the right track, uh, JGR Toyota. Just the wrong one. It, mm-hmm. it happens. That's all right. Speaking of JGR Toyotas, Christopher Bell, top five, plus 170. Again, Rod, sometimes if you think a guy has the opportunity to win a race, it's good to look at their top fives, their top threes, wherever you can find some other value, just in case. Had Ryan Blaney run Christopher Bell down at the end of that, or had you know he not been able to get around William Byron there at the end, whatever the case may have been, Christopher Bell was still going to finish inside the top five. No, it wouldn't have been 15-1 to one to win, which you know would have sucked, but you still would have cashed a plus 170. In this case, obviously, we cashed both, hit the plus 170, and you hit the 15-1. to one. But if you think a guy can win and you're getting a good plus money number on his top three, his top five, it's I, I recommend it so much to go in on it because, you know, and obviously a guy like Larson, not going to be possible this week, right? It was like minus 300, minus 500, even for just top threes, top fives. Like, so the number has to be right. But if you can get a good number, um, it's a good way to to play the safety net and possibly double dip like we did on this one. Yes, sir. Uh, my next one, I'm pissed. This is why I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit handicapping altogether. I'm done. I'm done. You know why? Because I make calls like this, and for two-thirds of the race, they are cashing. They are beautiful. They are everything that I said they were going to be, and then they don't. Brad Keselowski, top 10 car. Brad Keselowski was all damn day. All damn day. Car. Stage one, stage two, like literally a top 10 car and was not ever going to go anywhere outside of that top 10 until lap 220. Uh, what was it? 223, I think, is when that lap, uh, the 15, what, the 42. He, was, he got He was dinged. a part of that caution, right? That yep. was the deal where he pitted early. Got stuck lap down. Had to take the wave around. Yep, yep. The, the and then 15. he was. I think he got damage in that next wreck after that. Yep. I mean, I'll tell you, it was it was ridiculous. He got he got caught up in that wreck where he was uh, with the fifteen and the forty two and and Chastain. That, that so that took out like my not only my uh, Brad Keselowski top ten, but my Ross Chastain better than a seven and a half place finish in the underdog show too. So. That that wreck pretty much screwed a couple of my days up, and and I'm pretty pissed off about that. That was, 
I mean, listen, yeah. for Keselowski, man, that was a hell of a run he was put up. He even led 16 laps in this race. So that just shows you that sometimes the best handicapping can be right all day, and one thing can turn you off to it. So Brad K did not collect that top 10 finish for us. Yeah, it's funny because we had, you know, Kozlowski, and then we'll get to Harvick in a few, but these were like the lock of the century top 10s, right? And and they these guys were going to for sure, and then we hit the two long shot top 10s. So I guess, you know, one driver's misfortune ends up helping our other bets. So you can take that positive out of it. But, uh, yeah, this was a great call. He was obviously really good. I mean, at points, look like he could have a winning car for sure. And obviously just wrong place, wrong time. It, it happens. Not much you can do about it. Uh, and so so that's that. Drivers to finish on the lead lap over 20.5 minus 125. What do we end up? I think we ended up with 23. Was that? I see. Uh, I'm looking at 20. Uh, let's see. Yep. Actually, I, I know it was over. So that's yeah, it was definitely over. It was 23 on the lead lap but, for sure. Yeah. So we get the late cautions. Obviously, that helps a lot. But that was part of the strategy, right? Was, hey, look. The, the way these mile and a half have been going, they've been going over almost every time. Homestead had gone over a couple of times in a row. Uh, and so, yeah, again, thanks for this prop again. And uh, hit hit another one. Keep giving us these special props because, first of all, they're fun. Second of all, we've been doing pretty good on them. Well, and this, you know, this still cashed even with uh, cars 29 through 36 off the track. Like, that that yeah. just goes to show you well, that yeah, this was you, an easy I mean, one. you lose a guy like Larson, right? You lose a guy like Hamlin. You lose a guy like Truex three of your best cars not even in the race at the end and, and now they helped create some of those late cautions which gave guys wave rounds and lucky dogs and stuff so that helps as well but uh and helps bunch it back up so more people aren't getting lapped but yeah it's yeah still ended up cashing with all that so again shout out to caesars thank you for giving us these fun props please 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 keep them coming because i absolutely love it Indeed. Uh, I had John Hunter check as a top 10 car. That one did not pan out. Plus, he got wrecked out. So even worse, uh, John Hunter started 24th, was never really a factor throughout the whole thing. And even in pit cycles, didn't didn't really do us any good. Uh, I, I thought he'd run a little better than he did. Unfortunately, he didn't. So this was a long shot that did not cash. But I don't think we've seen the last of him. Obviously, I think we're going to get uh, some good runs out of him later in, in his cup career. But today was definitely not one of those days sadly yeah i'm really excited for next year obviously we know what that team is capable of and and eric jones again uh to me he's very comparable to a joey logano got that chance a little early didn't quite pan out a jgr go somewhere else can still build a good positive career they're gonna go to toyota next year lots of good positives obviously we know how good john hunter is didn't pan out this week but i think the play was still right again some of that late chaos he was on the lead lap there at the end so you know, he, he could have maybe had a chance, but uh, obviously got caught up in that last wreck. So, Kevin Harvick, oh, oh, top oh, four. Oh, 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 oh. Let's, oh, 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 yep. oh, we'll come back for that. Come one. back for that. We'll come back for our <laughs> Kevin Harvick love. Let's talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. 
Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, Cody, now let's proceed into our Kevin Harvick love and why that bit is... Well, I didn't want to talk about this one anyways. So. Okay, I Next. figured you didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to squeeze it in there so everybody would just forget. I know. Uh, no, Kevin Harvick. Uh, man, this just. Okay, so we took him top four <laughs> plus 450. We took him top 10 plus 140. The number was just great. 19 of 22 times. Rod, throughout the day, yeah, 15th to 20th. Not, you know, but but it's Kevin Harvick, right? The closer. He's going to get there at the end. Start to see it happen. And. Then all of a sudden, after that that Larson caution, he is in fifth place. He's restarting on like the third row. Actually, he might have restarted on the second row because of where the choose went and everything. Like right there, he's in the mix. Here we go. Not only is he going to catch the top ten at plus one forty, he's got a chance to catch Ryan Blaney here and, and and get the top for us too. So things are looking great. Things are going well, and then things were not going well. Uh, that second restart, he just had a really bad restart. Lost a bunch of spots. Ends up running tenth. So it's like okay, you're going to catch that. Then at the end, I'm looking. I'm lo- we're looking at it, and it's like hmm, Austin Dillon's 11th, Kevin Harvick's 10th. I'm kind of invested in Kevin Harvick a little heavy, so I probably would have rathered him stayed up there. But Austin Dillon obviously comes up and and passes him in the last corner. There hits the the five to one, so we'll take that. Top Ford. I mean Blaney, obviously. It's just, it's so hard to predict, right? He was good at the Coke 600, but then I was on him last week, and he was like a fucking ghost. So I don't. <laughs> Again, same thing with Joey Logano, his teammate. Like, when are these guys going to be good? When are they not going to be good? Joey ends up in eighth. Okay, that's, you know, a pretty decent finish. Um, and then Almarola in ninth. So those were the Fords that finished ahead of him. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably would place these bets again. Definitely the top 10. I mean, the numbers were there. He had done it so many times. Have they just given up? Because, I mean, like, this was the race. Like, it was named after him. He's in the Budweiser car. It's the same scheme he won the championship in. Rodney Children and his family uh, give the command. He had Mike Helton wave the green flag, which Kevin Harvick got to choose. And and he just phones it in on the last lap, lets Austin Dillon pass him, finishes 11th. Like, I'm still going to bet on him at Phoenix probably, but uh, I don't know. Maybe he's tanking the number for us so we get a really big number on him at Phoenix. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. But anyways, Kevin Harvick. Very disappointed in him. Uh, McDowell, top forward, 50-1. to one. Again, it was a long shot. Obviously, we talked about that. Really didn't have a chance all day. 22nd. Um, but if you look at it, some of the guys that were favorite for this, um, you know, uh, was uh, Brad Keselowski. He ends up in 28th. Could have had a problem, right? That was part of the part of it. Chris Bush was a favorite on this. He ends up just one spot ahead of Michael McDowell. Um, Blaney, obviously, was kind of the guy that, that broke it. He ends up second and was challenging for the win. But... Other than that, like your top four after Blaney was Lugano and eighth. So he had gotten a bunch of top or he'd gotten some top tens before here. He looked decent. 50 to one still definitely was worth the sprinkle, but uh, unfortunately did not cash either of these. No, you did not. And I did not cash this one either. And that was Kyle Larson and William Byron, both inside of the top three, which by the way, they were for most of the day. Jesus Christ, man. And I don't know. See, I don't know, though. That's the thing. If but, Larson hadn't have hit, I don't know if William Byron would have been able to stay in the top three because he looked bad at the uh, end of that race. 
Yeah, but that's because he had a long run car and it was short it ended up being short runs. So had it continued to stay green through the cycle, you get a long run to finish that out. I still think this was the better way to bet it, right? We talked about that. If you want to get in on Larson, you get a bigger number here. It throws Byron in with you. If you did not bet this and you'd have bet Larson to win anyways, you'd have had a worse number and still not cast your bet. And Byron just about held up his end of the deal, right? He ends up fourth, so he's at least in the mix. Uh, so I think you, I think this was the proper way if you were wanted to get in on it. Obviously, nailing two guys to finish on the podium is just so tough, especially in NASCAR, especially in the Cup Series. Um, but uh, the number was right, and like you said, a majority of the race, this was looking good. Byron took that lead early, and I was like, oh, here we're, we're in for a, a Byron ass-whooping race that we haven't seen in a little while, but we saw multiple times earlier this season. That didn't quite happen, and then obviously didn't have the speed at the end, but uh, I still think at, at six to one, this was a good bet for two cars that ended up being two of the best handful of cars in this race. Yeah, and I, again, it pisses me off because this is another one where you have it nailed, right? I mean, this is this was the call. This was happening. This it's not as if I was saying, oh, I think Larson and Byron are going to be top three, and they were the two shittiest cars on the track. No, this was legit happening. And then right. you know, Larson decides to hit some water jugs, and we're all talking about. Something it was else. Sand. There was no water. It was just Whatever. sand. Sand jugs, water <laughs> jugs. He hit something. I, I, you know why I blocked it out is because I just, I, I blocked it out. I saw him hit something and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I ripped up, <laughs> I ripped my, my computer and I threw it out and I was like, I'm done. Well, next up for me, I had Alex Bowman over Joey Logano, even money plus 100 on Caesars. Um, you know, this is kind of like the Bajon Robinson thing this weekend in the NFL. They didn't put him on the injury report, they didn't tell us he wasn't going to be playing. Nobody told us Alex Bowman wasn't racing this weekend. Nobody told us Alex Bowman wasn't going to show up. So, you know, was Alex Bowman in this race? I never saw The car him. was. Uh, I don't know about him. Aware. Was the car? I don't even remember seeing the car. Uh, he finished one spot ahead of Corey LaJoy, who's not in a Hendrick Motorsports car. Uh, yeah, Alex Bowman was just absolute trash this weekend. And Logano, again, toughest guy in the garage to nail. Ends up in eighth, but really... Comes out and, and wrecks it. I think it was was a practice or qualifying. I can't remember, but he wrecked it. Starts in the back, you know, in the backup car. So it's the same thing as Elliott last week. And you're like, okay, here we go. Bowman just needs to get a decent finish. Not the case. Bowman didn't get a decent finish. And, and Logano ended up running pretty well. Uh, he did make me some money over on DraftKings. So I appreciate that because uh, he was uh, obviously the, the locked-in DFS guy starting 36. You kind of had to play him. Um, and he paid off because obviously he finished up an eighth. So. I'll take that win, I guess, since I didn't get this one. Oh, I didn't get this one either. It was Harvick over Gibbs. Gibbs, I mean, oh. we knew, but we knew it was going to be good. We knew get, we didn't, we were saying right from the get-go, this wasn't necessarily that we didn't think Gibbs was going to be good. We just thought Harvick was going to be better. Well, that didn't happen. Gibbs finishes seventh. Harvick finishes 11th. Man, and Ty man, Gibbs, Gibbs, look at, but Ty Gibbs was not even really that much of a of a factor for most of the day. I mean, he at didn't, the end though, he was. I mean, he was up to fourth or fifth there at uh, one of those late runs. He looked pretty decent, yeah. but uh, yeah, again, this was the numbers. It wasn't that we were going against Gibbs. We thought he was going to have a bad day, obviously, but it just the numbers screamed Kevin Harvick this weekend. And and like we talked about a few minutes ago, he, he just sucked. So I don't know. But shout out to Gibbs again. Oh, next year, Rod. I I was looking back at some of the futures I placed. I, I dropped a lot of money on Ty Gibbs under one and a half wins this season. As much as I love Ty Gibbs, like a rookie was not winning two races. Now there's two races left, so I'm not going to cash it just yet because you never know. But uh, that's looking pretty nice. But next year, 
give me the over because Ty Gibbs is going to be winning some races. I cannot wait. Well, we'll have to see what that over is set at because the, the well, books might get a little bit uh, ambitious yeah, as they're, well. If they're getting burned on one and a half, they might, maybe they'll bring it down a little. Huh? That's true. That's give true. Give us a 0.5. Oh, I'll, just, I'll take out a loan for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Um, all right. And then, of course, outrights. Well, you know you hit one. Yeah, so I had uh, Harvick thirty to one. Obviously, he sucked. We talked about it. Didn't really have a chance to win this. Denny Hamlin seven to one. Wasn't going to win this with Kyle Larson in the race, but once Kyle went out, looked like Denny might have a chance there. I think did he took the lead on the first restart? Uh, uh, Denny Hamlin took it on two twenty two. Is when he oh actually yeah. So I think him and Blaney started on the front row, yeah. or him and Byron maybe they went into the turn one, and that's when Bell went around him because I was rooting for Hamlin. I'm like, all right, here we go, Hamlin, and then Bell comes in. I'm like, okay, go Bell. Like a, that's a bigger number. I'm fine with it. Uh, Denny then obviously him and and Blaney boy. I'll be interested to hear as we're recording this. I've not seen Action's detrimental drop yet. I'll be interested to see what he uh, what he has to say about that because they were racing each other rather rather irritatedly, I guess you could say at the end there. It's even a word it is now. Uh, but Danny Hamlin seven to one again of the favorites with Larson being so short. I think he was still he was in the mix there at the end until until the steering broke. So I think it was a good bet. And then Christopher Bell obviously fifteen to one overall. If you got the booster there on Caesars. Um, I said it on the show. He was the guy I circled after that that so close last week. A big red circle when he dropped and he was 14 to 1, 13 to 1. I was like, oh my God, yes, please sign me up. Then you get 15 to 1 over on Caesars. Uh, but yeah, it, it was going to be a Christopher Bell week. It felt like not the best Carl Day. Didn't expect him to be. Expected him to be in position at the end. If something happens to Kyle Larson, I bet if you go back and check the tape, that's probably exactly what I said. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, ends up being a great day. With uh, with cash in it, Christopher Bell fifteen to one. Well, I had William Byron at eight to one. That one should have uh, been a, a good one as well. He was a fast car. He was one of the faster cars. Like Cody said, he had a long run car. I don't know what we would have seen if it would have went long completely. Uh, obviously, he did give up the lead late there, and that's when I threw my computer again. Poor thing was broken for most of the day. Uh, and then and then of course Cody tossed in the Byron and Max to win. Well, Max ended up holding up his end of the bar bargain. Uh, but William Byron did not. So, um, yeah, I mean, we move on. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next race because I, I know I know we're stoked as a show that Christopher Bell, but I'm just, I said it in the Discord, I'm just tired of finishing second to Cody. Like, I'm I'm ready to hurry up and, and get some How of that. How about that Ross Chastain underdog? If you, if you missed the underdog show, shame on you, first of mm -hmm. all. But second of all, we were on opposite sides of Ross Chastain. You were looking, again, another one you looked pretty right most of the day. Then as soon as he wrecked, uh, I think I gave a little ha-ha uh, to you in the in the Discord because I thought it was funny. But uh, I lucked out on him getting caught up in one of those wrecks. But uh, just a rough rough shake for you this week. But yes, that's all right. We got we got Martinsville next week, and uh, on to Martinsville, as Bill Belichick would say. Yeah, well, let's move on to the <laughs> to the Xfinity race, shall we? That'll be uh that'll be what we move on to, where. Ah, once again, okay, this is where you get to go rah 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 because uh, you had the best car all day, and uh, and it uh, didn't hit. So, um, all right, Cody, it was of course like we said the Xfinity race. Uh, some fun because Junior was in this one, and we got to watch Junior uh, have some fun. Actually, we got to watch Junior finish this race, um, which was a, a actual great uh, great thing to see. Contender boats two fifty. Sam Mayer, he his car gets into victory lane. Junior's car does. Uh, so he's pretty happy about that as well. But Sam Mayer, uh, you said it in the Discord, and I think we've said it already. This is a name we're going to be talking about a lot next week. And I, and I 
you know, obviously we'll get to him in a second because I definitely was on him, but I'm just if saying. If you would have told me going into the season, Rod, there was a JRM driver that was going to win four races this season. Sam Mayer would have been my fourth guess, possibly would have said Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back full-time in the 88, and <laughs> Sam Mayer would have been my fifth guess. Would, would not have been Sam Mayer. Holy shit. Now he's done it on an oval. Watch out next season. He is going to be that. It's you know We, we had the Noah Gragson along with Allgaier. This year it's been Allgaier and, and, and maybe Barry, but Mayer really, and, and next year, it's really going to be the mayor and, and all guy show over there at, at JRM, I think. And, and then you bring in Sammy Smith, who shows a lot of speed, just needs to hone it in. And Brandon Jones comes back for next season. They're going to be loaded up again. But uh, yeah, man, Sam Mayer, absolutely impressive. And again, you know, it, even though he won his way into this round, it looked like he was probably going to have to win in this round just because his point situation was not great. Now he wins. Now he is in. And again, locked into the championship four. He gets a chance to go battle for a title. He sure does, but uh, so we had a card each on this one. Let's uh, let's start laying out the bets for this uh, this race. Yeah, I started with Brandon Jones plus three twenty five on the top five. Um, ends up in eighth, kind of about the best he ran all day. I really was not not really up there throughout the day. More than that, he kind of popped up there at the end. A uh, decent finish, right? And, and you kind of look, and, and we'd gone through, you know, some of the favorites and, and how. We didn't really think they were going to be top five guys. You figured John Hunter probably was. You figured Barry wasn't going to be, wasn't. You figured Allgaier wasn't going to be, wasn't. It kind of went through some of them, and it was like, okay, some of these guys have really struggled here. It's going to open up some different names to finish in the top five. I was hoping Jones would be one of them. Unfortunately, wasn't. Uh, again, eighth place at a guy that was three plus 325. Eh, I don't know. I, I guess it's, it's close enough, but uh, no cigar on this one. How about sixth place for a guy that fit, oh, was four to one to finish top five? <laughs> oh, I was so happy when I saw this. I, I, I don't like to root against your bets, Rod, uh, but in this case, I do. And uh, when I saw that he finished one spot out of cashing this, that's just that's that is uh, the that's a very I'll say his name because it's in a derogatory way. It's a very Daniel Hemrick thing to do is to finish one spot out of making you money. It's either that or he wrecks all of your outrights that are all going to hit. Uh, in one foul swoop, so fuck that guy. <laughs> well, and it was. I mean, he, Daniel Hemrick, top five finish at four to one. Daniel Hemrick finishes sixth. I'm still going to make that bet because Daniel Hemrick was one of the better cars in this at the whole time, and he wasn't necessarily a top five car all day. In fact, he finishes stage two and stage one, both in 10th place, but he fought his way up. And were it not for, I don't know, a couple of crazy... I mean, I was rooting for Junior to get in the top five at the expense of Hemrick. But at the same time, it was like, if Hemrick would have gotten in the top five instead of Junior, it would have been a bigger number. So you're, you're kind of yeah. mixed bag there. Same same dilemma I had over in the Cup Series for the top ten. Exactly. <laughs> See, so I'm just saying, like, it was it was a dilemma. But he didn't do it. So uh, I, I, I'm not going to shy away from it again if it happens. Because I still think it was yeah, four one to to finish one spot out outside of cashing. I mean, it it really it was a good. Bet. If it wasn't Daniel like, Hemrick, we would have been a lot more happy. Right, you'd have been, yeah, you'd have been like, okay, Dan, this guy was almost. If that had been, you know, Brandon Jones, you'd been like, great, awesome. But because it's Daniel Hemrick screwing you, it makes it feel worse. Um, but Rod, do you remember when I said earlier in this show, if you think a guy can win the race, you've got to look at the top five. You've got to look at the top three numbers. And on both of our next bets, that's exactly what we did. 
and we were correct with these. Riley Herbst, top five, plus 275. He's coming off of winning last weekend. The top five we thought was going to be a little weaker than the normal mile and a half this week. He's, he's off of the, all that momentum. We thought Custer, his teammate, was going to be the best car in the field. No surprise, Custer, his teammate, was the best car in the field. It was a little late coming on for Herbst. Oh, two more laps, maybe. He'd have got Mayer and, and cashed a bigger bet for us. But I will take this. He does finish in the top five, plus 275. Um, and then had him outright 16 to 1 as well, which for a guy that finishes second, 16 to 1, you're always going to take that. But that's why you look at these top five and top three numbers, because as much as it hurt to not have him 16 to 1, still got to cash that plus 275. Uh, and, and I think that this has got to be the way you got to continue. If you think a guy, especially at a, at a little bit longer odds, can win a race, Got to look at their top three or top five number or top 10 number, depending, you know, uh, obviously we don't get that much in Xfinity, but if you can get that plus money number, you've got to take it because it gives you that insurance in case they don't hit for the outright and you can double dip like we do with Bell over in the cup series. So again, I think that's the way to go. Herbs cashes top five plus 275 might be a guy to watch out for next year as well. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a guy you have to watch out for next year, as is who he, we talked he about. he takes a leap like he did last year to this year, again, next year, holy shit, you really got to watch out. Yeah, we're talking we're talking a big championship contender because it's still a good car, still a fast driver, so I like that. Uh, well, we did this with the next driver, too, Sam Mayer. Took him as a top five at plus 250, took him as a top three at plus 550. I got to go back and listen. I don't know why I didn't just ladder him all the way up to the top. If I, I think I just felt like it was not worth the risk to take it i'm more pissed that i had the these bets written down and i chose not to take them mm. and then you did it and you, oh. i look i looked at sam mayer i went back through his history at the track and i was like ah, i, I kind of like just brandon jones a little more and i went with brandon jones that was a big mistake but shout out to you for doing it i know uh, i got it you should have you should have got a bigger ladder you should have climbed all the way to the top but that's i don't know why i'm gonna go back and listen to exactly why i talked myself out of not convincing <laughs> that he was an outright i i really think again like i said i, I just didn't i didn't trust him to win the race but i definitely thought he was going to be within the top three so turns out i was right yeah you you nailed it and then yeah you hit the top three and the top five Great numbers. Top three plus 550. Again, the favorites in this race were not even plus 550. So had he not even won this race, you still cash a bet bigger than that. That's why it's not just about betting outrights in racing. You've got to go big picture. Look at all these other ones. Oh, such heartbreak on this one. I had Dale Jr. to win group C over on Caesars, plus 270. Allgaier, Barry, Hill. Allgaier was not going to be good. I told you that. Wasn't good. He finishes 15th. Barry was not going to be good, wasn't good, ends up wrecked out, finishes in 32nd. Austin Hill gets junior by one spot. Damn it, so close to cash in this one. Um, unfortunately, didn't, but another good run by Dale Jr. Finishes in fifth place. Uh, looked great in both of his outings this year, obviously. Didn't get the result at Bristol because of the fire, but... Uh, you, you uh, had some bets on him as well and uh, did cash. Yeah, well, I mean, I did have the first t junior top five uh, plus 200. And honestly, it was really just about him being able to rip that wall there at the end. He definitely, and I, I, I don't like using that term because everybody's using it, but he did. I mean, that's what he did. He ripped that wall. He was right up against it for the most part and, and just kind of managed his way through into a top five finish. It wasn't, I don't think he was going to have that all day long. He didn't even... I mean, he was he was somewhere in the mix, but he was never truly 
a top five car in either stage. He just sort of worked his way up and, and had that long run. They fixed it enough to get him. Pit stops were good enough to get him where he needed to be. So, yeah, I mean, shout, shout out to the crew. They managed to get him where he needed to be. I'll be interested to hear his thoughts on uh, taking Josh Berry out because oh, he kind of yeah. wrecked Josh Berry, which was great for some of the bets against him that we had. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was Junior's fault again. I think it was just miscommunication. Talked about that on the broadcast. He doesn't get in these cars a lot, not working with the spotter much. And, uh, yeah, unfortunate unfortunate for him that he took his own car out. But uh shit happens. Barry's moving on to Ford next year anyways. So, speaking of two of Junior's cars next year anyways, Brandon Jones, Sammy Smith had them in a head-to-head, took Brandon Jones. Again, it was just two guys you can't really trust. Which one do you trust a little more? For me, it was Brandon Jones. Finished in back-to-back spots, luckily in the right direction. Jones eighth, Sammy Smith in ninth. So this one did cash minus 115 over on Caesars. Again, neither one was great on the day. Sammy definitely showed some speed, started fifth. Um, showed speed early, which he does a lot because he's in one of the fastest cars, but results just aren't always there. Ends up with ninth place. Um, again, once we get a season or two into, into Sammy Smith, I'm excited to see what happens. I think there's a lot of talent there. Just needs to to hone in some of the mistakes. But uh, yeah, in this this battle of future teammates and former teammates, because they were teammates of JGR last year, uh, Brandon Jones did win and cashed the, the, the over for us. Uh, well, this next one kind of took itself out in its own little area and pocket. This was Chandler Smith over Sheldon Creed. Uh, and it was a close battle. Actually, Chandler had climbed his way up uh, over uh, Creed because Creed started ninth, Chandler started 12th. But then long about lap 98, Brett Moffitt, who will, you will never hear me say his name again, uh, ended up taking both of these cars and, and getting into both of these cars. So it's funny because we always talk about these head-to-heads. These drivers end up close to each other. Well, these guys ended up in the same accident. Unfortunately, Chandler, Chandler couldn't continue. Sheldon could. Could have been the other way around and we could have cashed this bet. So uh, just bad luck. Another wrong place, wrong time for a head-to-head. So screw you, Brett Moffitt. I'm done. But yeah, Chandler, I mean, Chandler was running really good throughout this race um, and looked good, was kind of up there competing. So unfortunate that it didn't cash out for you. Uh, couldn't trust Sheldon Creed, which you kind of knew. And Chandler was just wrong spot, wrong time. Cole Custer, top three, minus 105. Oh, this is the easiest bet of the weekend, Rod. Custer just absolutely dominates the whole entire race, runs away with it until the tire blows and he hits the wall. And this bet does not cash. That's so horrible, too, because he really, I mean, poor guy, you, you heard, you just heard it on the radio, and then the pit crew didn't do him any good either, right? I mean, he had, he had a, a problem on pit row, too, I, I think is what ended up happening yeah. as well. So. Yeah, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it had some issue, and then obviously the tire, tire just gave up, and, and yeah, it's too bad. And I think, well, I think he, he got into the wall, I think is why the tire went out, yep. but. He did, he touched yeah, the wall sucked, at the end. Because so. he, he, and just the best car, I mean, he. He dominated. He led 118 laps, 114 laps, something like that, and and was well on his way to winning. Would have easily cashed this top three, which unfortunately he did not. He would have as well. Uh, all right, winning car number over 17 and a half. One is lower than 17 and a half. Therefore, that did not cash. So uh, definitely Ugh, not. Second, third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> all over this number. It's all, right. it's all right. Two more laps. Riley Herbst would have got him. I'm, I'm well. I'm still not done with him. I still think I'm good, but you know, again, this race kind of had a a wonky little uh, lull to it. So I'll, I'll take it again. But whatever. I'm this this time. It didn't cash. 
Yep. Then outrights Custer four to one. Obviously, I think this was the right bet. He was the best car. He would have easily won this. Talked about John Hunter. He was good. We knew he would be good, but we didn't think he would dominate like he had at other mile and a half. He didn't. He ends up in third. Um, felt like a Custer day. Was a Custer day. Obviously, gets into the wall. Causes a tire issue. Herp, 16 to 1. Ends up second place at the end of the day. Two more laps. Might have cashed this one. Would have been pretty nice. Brandon Jones, 20 to 1. The number was good. Ends up in, in eighth. Didn't really have a chance to win this, so that was unfortunate. Um, and, then, and then I co-signed yours, which I think was still a good bet. Yeah, I still think Junior would have, especially at thirty to one earlier in the week would have been fine, but oh well. I mean, it was it was he finished fifth and he was still fourteen to one. So when you got him later on, I don't think that was a bad bet, but obviously he didn't do it. So oh well. Um, all right, truck race. Let's move on to the uh, Baptist Health ca- uh, Cancer Care two hundred. Wow, this one was full of action, up and down. <laughs> Just could not. I mean. Yeah, there there was so much going on in this race. It was a, a frustrating race from a, a from a handicap standpoint, but in the end, it's all good because Cody cashes yet another outright winner, and we all go home happy. But um, yeah, let's Arson talk. Carson Hosevar, baby, gets Arson it Hosevar. done, punches his ticket. Uh, and yeah, this was this was it for the trucks as far as as getting to the final four. So it's set: Corey Heim, Carson Hosevar, Ben Rhodes, Grant Enfinger. Uh, obviously, Zane Smith, Ty Majeski, the notable guys that did not make it. We'll talk about them. First up for me, Carson Osovar, podium finish, plus 125. Rod, if I've said it once today, I've said it twice today. If you like somebody to win the race, also take them top three, top five, top ten, wherever you get in value. For Hosovar, it was to get on the podium, plus 125. He obviously wins the race, um, and so this one cashes. It sure does. Uh, I had Chase Purdy as a top five car. He finished top 10. I would have much rather gotten this at top 10 than top five. Uh, but at five to one, eh, not necessarily the, the type of finish we we're looking for. He was not necessarily even running around the, the top of the charts past maybe 10th place all day long. So um, just a little frustrating. It, it wasn't necessarily a type of, of race. Uh, I expected out of Purdy. He did finish ninth place in in the end of stage one, um, but yeah, just just not a not an overall great day for a top five finish for Purdy. Uh, what what's that? What? Breaking news: uh, Christian Eckes penalty. Uh, wait a minute, he just got penalized again. I uh, had him for a top. Oh, he's another pit <laughs> penalty for Christian Eckes. Uh, and oh, one more time, he's going to go to the back. Okay, so. That was pretty much the Eckes day. I had him top five plus 100. Uh, did we ever even really get to see it? I mean, I don't know. He finished sixth on stage one, so he'd have probably been there. But fuck, man. He just, like, I think he got penalized three or four times during that. Right? Every time you look up, Christian Eckes going to the back. These short truck races, like, you can't keep getting fucking penalties. Just killed his day. Uh, it really didn't get a chance to even see what he could have maybe done. No, and that I mean maybe he changed his name, his number to thirty eight or or something like that because that's <laughs> that's what you were you were yeah, alluding been, to. They they told him to study Zane Smith and and he studied the wrong part, not the championship winning part, the the getting penalties and going to the back part. <laughs> exactly. Um. All right. So can I be upset about this one? Uh. You can. Okay. Oh, good. Man. Stuart Friesen top five at. Plus four hundred. Stuart Friesen comes in in sixth, and in fact, he was. What's even worse than that is the guy who finished ahead of him in fifth. Uh, I know the guy who <laughs> Bailey finished Curry. Bailey Curry. I could not. I was oh, like, oh. "What the hell are we doing, Bailey Curry?" 
Like, yeah, the 41 truck finished uh, ahead of the 52. So heartbreaking. Stuart Friesen, right there in the mix all day long. Like, he was a fourth-place truck at the end of Stage 2. He was inside of the top five at the end of Stage 1. Uh, two, three, four, five. Yep, so... He was there. He was there all day long and just finished one spot outside of cashing this. Yeah, I mean, again, the dirt guy thing, like that's what we lean into with Bell. That's what you're supposed to lean into on this track. It should have lined up perfectly. As much as he's not shown up lately this season, he did show up. And, man, you were so close to cashing it. I had Sanchez top five, Bain top five. Uh, neither of these guys really. I mean, Sanchez, Sanchez started on a pole, which, again, I had met that was part of the handicap was he's going to start good. He starts good every time we go to a mile and a half and he started good a bunch of places in a row, but ends up in 17th. Um, and then uh, for where did Albain oh, ended up in 14. 14th, which actually wasn't too bad considering he started 32nd. He was caught up in an incident at one point. Looking back, I probably shouldn't have placed the Bane one. He just doesn't have a ton of truck experience, I guess. I thought he'd done so well in the Xfinity car when he's jumped over there. Maybe he'd have a chance. And again, looking at the top five, like pretty chalky in the top four, but then you get a Bailey Curry in the top five, which is why we're kind of taking these shots. Unfortunately, just didn't hit any shots, but we hit them in the other series. So that's why you take them. Didn't, didn't pan out this time, unfortunately. It did not. Speaking of not panning out, I took uh, Jake Garcia over Raja Karuth. Hey, shout out to Raja Karuth, man. A, a solid top 10 finish, eighth place uh, after starting 13th. He had, a, he had a great truck all day long. He was in the mix. He was running well. Uh, Garcia, I mean, he was okay as well, but he, he started where he finished. Or he finished where he started, rather, in 15th. So um, kind of just rolling around here and there. It wasn't necessarily a strong day for Garcia, but it was a really strong day for Carruth. I may end up having to take more of a notice when Carruth is out there because uh, he's starting to show something. Yeah, he, he's and he's showing speed all season, but just he wasn't getting the finishes, which we've had plenty of those guys, right? They show speed, but the finishes aren't there. Um, but yeah, I, man, yeah, he, he looked really good. So unfortunate for you, Rod. Welcome to Fade Ty Majeski portion of the recap show. We cash not one, not two, but three head-to-heads against Ty Majeski. All of them at plus money. Fade Ty Majeski. They cheated. It hasn't been good since they cheated. It obviously deflated their chances at a championship after getting caught cheating, deflating the tires. I had Hosovar over in plus 145. This was easy. Obviously, Hosovar wins. Had Corey Heim over in plus 105. Heim ends up in third place. Majeski finished ninth. Not like he had a horrible day, um, but he got, I'm trying to remember what happened. Something happened to him late where he got, maybe just got into the wall or something, and, and I was rejoicing very loudly, but he was okay throughout the day, right? He starts in fourth. That's pretty decent, and he was second in stage one and, and fifth in stage two, so he kind of just hung around, but never the best truck. He had won this race the previous season, but again, the, the wind was out of their sails. The air was out of their tire. However you want to phrase it, it just wasn't going to happen for him. Uh, and then you also had had Zane Smith over him, plus 125. Um, and this one, wait, did this one? So it cashed. Here's the thing, right? So Zane Smith oh, finished runner-up, right. but he I got forgot. disqualified at the end I of forgot. the race. How did I forget about it? I was um, like, wait a minute, we did cash all these. I'm looking. 
I completely forgot about that. Zane Smith did get disqualified. Yeah, so Zane Zane was Zane was the runner up, but he ended up getting disqualified after the race, and that Zane Smith was over Majeski. And of course, I had Zane to win this race. I'll just get there now because we're talking about him. But yeah, I had Zane at five to one to win this race. He, ah, damn it, he yeah, was. Yeah, what so was close. the deal with the? I mean, the windshield, like it was so obvious, and someone pointed it out in our Discord. Yeah, and they like, did. After they said something, I'm looking. And I'm like, God, it is like just completely deformed, like. Mm-hmm. They weren't even trying to hide it like Majeski was. They just fought out trying to cheat. I don't know. I don't either. But uh, yeah, Zane in, Smith was in, leading. Yeah, in retrospect, I'm glad that at least he didn't win the race and so we had some big controversy. Oh, I know. Where they disqualified him because that would have messed it didn't it didn't affect the points. It didn't affect who made it the championship four, which was great. Um, but yeah, it, so again, right call because he beat him. Would he have beat him if he wasn't cheating? Probably, but yeah. Oh, well, so I, I don't know. <laughs> well, and then I had the winning truck number between 20 and 49. Uh, and that was ding, uh, ding, 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 ding. See, I told you I'm not done with them yet, but we told you that <laughs> Josevar was going to be or Zane Smith. And guess what? One, two, yeah. 42, One, two. 38. Yeah, they, they, exactly. So, yeah, this was a great call by you again. And a really good number at plus 145. Um, they were just the books were really leaning into into the, the Majeski angle for whatever reason. I know he had one here last year, but. Glad we were on the other side of that. Uh, I I went short on this card for the winners. I said it was going to be a it, the long shots were not winning this weekend. We're down to the nitty gritty. It was going to be favorites that win this race. Had Heim at plus three fifty, um, but the one I really loved, Carson Hosovar plus six hundred. Hosovar ends up capturing it. Heim ends up third. So again, these guys were both right there. Rhodes ends up in second. Obviously, Zane Smith was originally second. End fingers up there. Curry in fifth was kind of your first long shot winner uh as far as odds go and, and he really wouldn't didn't have a chance to win this race so i think us just kind of sticking to the favorites here was the right call fading majeski was the right call and obviously carson osovar uh, brought it home for us so man what a solid weekend we cashed a lot of bets we made a lot of money only got two weekends of nascar racing left mm, that's <sighs> really sad i'm extremely sad about this but uh that's all right Got to make the most of it. We made the most out of this weekend. Let's go make the most out of Martinsville next week. Indeed. Yeah. And and for us to have two of the three or three of the of uh, the four uh, outrights in the top four, I mean, that's that'll tell yeah, you that that's we had this. What else right. can you? I mean, yeah, again, and they were all more favorites, right? So, but you pick and choose your spots to do that. This was the place to pick and choose it. And, and it worked out. It worked out indeed. Uh, to Martinsville we go. We're going to start again tomorrow, building the cards for you for the cup race and then build them all out, Xfinity as well. Uh, of course, that special underdog episode and DFS. So get your week set with us as we get our cards set for you. Cody, as we launch our way into the week, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work there. Check out the YouTube page. Didn't go live for this one. We had some time constraints, but should be live for some of the pick shows this week. So... Make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you click that bell. Get the alerts. You can chime in as well. Let's go make some money in Martinsville. Indeed. I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on. Make sure you find out what's going on fast money-wise and back road-wise as well and in between media. We're going to be back tomorrow with more. So until then, let's go racing and let it ride.